But Dad, isn't it time for illegal ham in the face? But, but, but bro, where's the banjo? going on everybody i am that fat guy and welcome to another episode of we will have the face our post draft recap or as i put it the uh, post draft blues uh i am joined by big brian is here i see what's going on big fella hey, man. what's up uh my cousin Vinny is here he is without computer and camera because he forgot to bring a charger oh, so Vinny. Yeah. He is here. He does have a microphone. I he do. will speak. I do. I am here. I'm just going to be in the background. He is going to be our legit audio today, Bri. Woo. Cool. It's awesome All right. to you. And today is May 3rd, 2022. We'll get to run down here for a second. But first off, we got to get our sponsor out of the road. Lake Erie, APA, and Harold Kill. Bri, I got you a hat. Vinny in your possession. It is in my possession. It is downstairs. So your nice. hat is here. You're ready to go with your camo hat. We got shirts coming here a little bit later because there is a new design of Lake Erie APA merchandise coming out. So we want to thank Hero Kill for sponsoring us for all this time. And uh, if you guys want to join a great pool league, please join the Lake Erie APA. Uh, they have sessions starting up here soon for uh, – was it spring session, summer session? This will be the summer session. Summer session is starting up here within like the next week or two. So if you guys want to join, please get a hold of Lake Erie APA or Harold Keel or get a hold of myself or uh, my cousin Betty, and we'll send you to the right place. So, Big Brian, you had a week off. How is everything yeah. going? Good. Couldn't How's my She's good. She's recovering. She's uh, she's on the path to a speedy recovery. So that's all you can ask for at this point. One day is better than the last. Um, yeah, she, she's she's well. That's good. So we have to get rid of our shout outs real quick. And let me, since I'm running the board, we got to do it all like this. So uh, shout outs today, Brian. We had a very special guest last week sat in for you. We had the man. Kevin Arnold from the Voice of Land podcast joined us, helped us talk a little bit of Browns and a little bit of Mari Cooper with Shane Carter from A to Z Sports Dallas and at Flow Sports. And he got us a little uh, insight to uh, Mari Cooper, what we can expect from him, uh, what the Cowboys are looking for in the previous draft. And he thought I was a Michigan fan because of the flag, Bri. 
he saw the Michigan next to me, and he's like, he thought I was a Michigan fan. I started laughing, and I just turned it. I'm like, I'm the Ohio State fan. So, uh, but we gotta thank those guys for taking time out of their busy schedule to join us, talk a whole bunch of Browns, talk a little bit about the uh, Yankees and uh, Guardians fight that you missed out on. But right. we are going to uh, we're going to go through. We're going to do trivia. My cousin Vegas word of the day. We are going to close the book on the Cleveland Cavaliers season, finally, because we haven't really talked that much about it. And then we are going to mm-hmm. do our Browns NFL recap, along with Fat Boy Tuesday is sub sandwiches, Bri. You ready for some subs? Yeah, I can't wait. And then our top three is our favorite Browns draft picks since 1999. All right, so mm-hmm. let's, uh, Bri, you got any shout-outs, bud? Yeah, you know what? I got a couple food shout-outs that I've been sitting on for a couple weeks. Over the last few weeks, I've tried some new restaurants. I maybe have talked about one of them in the past, uh, one of Medina that's on the square that's new. That Oh, it's been open for maybe six months, but I just haven't gotten a chance to go there yet. And it's called uh, Swine Barbecue. And went there. They have weird hours. You know, it's a barbecue joint, so they kind of serve up food until it's gone and then you know, you're out of luck. So we'll try going there a couple times. Finally made it happen oh, a couple Thursdays ago. And, um, yeah, I, I recommend it to anyone uh, who's in the area. If you love barbecue, I had a, oh, what was it called? It was a candied pork belly sandwich. So as delicious as that sounds, it was even better than that. So uh, and they had a bunch of different, they even had beef tongue. They had a ton of different options um, and maybe four or five different barbecue sauces, unique barbecue sauces. They had like a white one. They had like uh, root beer flavored barbecue sauce that was pretty good. So, uh, so yeah, if you like barbecue and you're looking for something new, check it out. It's on the square of Medina. And then uh, the other one you mentioned I was with my mom last Tuesday in the hospital for a little bit. And uh, when I left there, she was up in uh, Berea at Southwest. And I left there on Bagley Road. Just happened to something caught my eye. It was a burger place called, and I might get the name wrong, but it's close. It's either Muya or Moolah. Have you ever heard of this? Yes. Have I, I haven't stopped there yet. So how was it? Good. I, I, I believe it or not, I'm telling it's it's similar to like a five guys, but it gives uh it gives brown bag burger a run for its money. No. I'm telling you. Yeah. No. I mean the bun, I think maybe what's unique for them is uh they have a potato bun. So that bun is so soft and you know me, the meat to bread ratio, it was uh it was right in my alley. It's a little expensive, don't get me wrong, but uh, you know, to try it definitely it's maybe a mile off the highway, off 71 there on Bagley. So, yeah, check it out. You should stop. If you got time, stop in there. Just pop your head in, order a sandwich. They'll give it to you to go, and uh, you'll be on your way. So, yep, definitely, definitely try that out if you like brown bag. All right. Anything else there, big fella? That's it. All right, my cousin Vinny, you got any shout-outs this week? Um, No, not really any shout-outs. No? Yeah. You're just upset that you didn't bring a power cord, aren't I'm, you? I'm actually extremely upset. Yeah, that ha- you know. that happened. It's all right. He thought he had full charge. Got here it was nine percent. Then it just shut down right before the show started. It always stays plugged in, so there's no reason that it, there shouldn't have been a full charge. 
Well, I got one special shout out that my mom just texted me right now. My nephew, Tyler, just had a baby boy today. Julian, I, I think it's Julian Matthew. Uh, eight pounds, nine ounces. Talk about a honker coming out of that one. Yeah. So uh, congratulations to him and his wife, Aaliyah. And Teddy's got a little brother. So congratulations to the family. Proud of you, kid. And that's actually some really, really great news today. So we got another addition to the family, Bri. Cool. Congrats. Speaking of family, I saw your family today. Oh, yeah? What are you stopping for? He's about 6'2", and he looks like a Neanderthal. (laughs) Your words, not mine. I know. That's all right. He was giving me crap today because I'm fat. And I said, yeah, well, okay. <laughs> I, I don't know what to tell you. I hurt my feelings. I, like I can't help it. I can't stay away from food. I, I just get, I gotta go. But uh, no, he just stopped and say hi to everybody. So, uh, mm-hmm. all right. So we are done with our shout outs. Bri, do you have a trivia? I do. Yes. Oh, boy. So let me get the uh, sounder here. And... All right, Vinny's trying to hijack my show by taking over the mouse, and I don't know why. Do I still get to work with this mouse? Is your mouse working? Yes, yes. Let me, see, hold on, let me see if you got a control of it. No, I don't have control of it. That's that. awesome. So you still don't have control. Get out, get out of here. <laughs> yeah. Da, 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 da. All right. So, yeah, round is a shape, Justin. Yes, it is. So, all right. Brian, uh, trivia is brought to you by Papa V and Curb Appeal. Get a hold of Papa V at Curb Appeal 419. Dot com. All right, Brian, give it to me, bud. It's been a while since we did trivia. Yeah, no. Um, this one, since we're around draft time, you know me, being the draft nerd, I got to pull something out. I actually had to do a little bit of research for this one. Um, you know, with, with us trading all our first-round picks for Deshaun Watson, people are bummed because we love first-round draft picks in Cleveland. But, you know, in the last 2022 drafts, uh, we really haven't had – Great success. So I'm taking Joe Thomas out of it because obviously he's he's your number one choice. So he, he's been to Joe Thomas has been to ten Pro Bowls. I'm looking for the next two. It's a tie for second first round draft picks uh, that have been to. I'll give you a three. Each each one of these guys have been to three Pro Bowls. So give me the two guys not named Joe Thomas, that have been to the most Pro Bowls. That the Browns have drafted, actually drafted. First round draft picks of your Cleveland Browns. All right. I think I can do it, maybe. We're about to find out. All mm-hmm. right. Well, you know what it's time for after this. And he is so upset that he can't control the show right now. He is actually fuming. I am. He is not happy, but that's okay. <laughs> I've enjoyed every minute of it. Oh no, he's he tried to plug in his mouse, trying to take over the show, and then realized he can't do it because I'm in charge today. All right, <laughs> let's get to the back of today's word of the day.
All right, my cousin Vinny's word of the day is not brought to you by anybody because he is not on camera right now, and I'm loving every minute of this because he is squirming, Brian. You can see him over here. I hate you. It's like he is just – it's like he's trying to get off a crack is what it looks like over here. He is just chewing at his fingernails. He doesn't know bit. what to do. He doesn't know what to do, Brian. Love it. Thankfully, I do have one thing that does work. Oh, boy. My phone, which I thought I was having a problem with today. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, thank you, Merriam-Webster, again, for all of your lovely words. Today's word of the day for our show is... Polyglot. Polyglot. Now, that does sound like a Pokemon. Right. Almost goes back to that Porygon you were talking about. (laughs) So, polyglot. Don't worry about it. It was a bad show. A, B, C, D. (laughs) Is it A, to place things side by side in order to contrast? B, disapproval or distrust? C, knowing or using several languages? Or D, to come to think or judge, to consider or have an opinion? All right, you got all those, Brian? Yeah, I got an educated guess. All right. Well, that's all it really is anymore, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, sometimes it's just a shot in the dark. That's what I... <laughs> well, we, let's see. it's a 25% chance. Well, what's really of... funny is we had, uh, so we had Shane. We asked Shane the word of the day. We asked Kevin the word of the day. All three of us missed it. Mm-hmm. It was not good. And all three of you answered. you all have three different answers? No, I, I answered with Kev. Let's see. Oh. Uh, last week's word was... Funnableism. Funnableism. Listen to that. <laughs> Funnableism. Yeah. Yeah. You want me to go back through that one for you real quick? No, I, I really don't. <laughs> I'll give you the answer right away. Give yeah, sure. <laughs> uh A having the form of an animal. B type rope walking. C to bewilder or confuse. Or D uh forefront of an action or movement. Any so we all picked C. We all picked C and D, and it was wrong. Yeah. So. Yep. I, I mean, <laughs> just out of sheer dumb luck, I was going to say A or B, just because both both those things are fun. Right. What's uh? Which one is it? It is in in fact type rope walking. It yeah. is okay. B. <laughs> yeah. It was yeah, B. It would have been a, a guess. Well, fun. It, it sounds completely made up. I know, right? Right. <laughs> like I just sat there and looked at him like, Are you serious right now? When Susie played it, I'm like, we got two guests on right now. One guy doesn't even know who the heck we are. The other one knows who we are and is hating you right now. Like I can see the look from Kev. Like he just want to come through the screen and smack him. He's like, now I'm going to look like an idiot because I don't know this word. But guess what? We all I, look like it because we don't know the word. I'd say uh, that's, a, that's a win for Vinny, though. Who was one up? He loved loved every bit of it. You get three wrong. There's only four guesses. Yeah, you better believe I should get a point for that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a hearty pat on the back. (laughs) All right, Big Brian, let's close out the Cavs season. All right, we really haven't talked about it. You know, we talked about how disappointing a week it was when they did lose. Uh, Evan Mobley did not win Rookie of the Year, even though, you know, he was right there with it. I, you know, honorable mention. He played great. I, what was your biggest takeaway from the uh, Cavs seasons this year? 
I mean, try not to be a prisoner of the moment. I guess it, it's just a step in the direct, right direction because, you know, we've known our struggles without LeBron and we know our disappointment year in and year out. I would say this is a successful year, even though we didn't, you know, make it to the playoffs and we kind of faded at the end of the year. Um, this was this was taking one or two steps forward. And you know, if you're a Cavs fan, you have a lot to be excited about over the next couple of years. And, you know, who knows, maybe they can be championship contenders in three or four years. But, um, yeah, we saw what big boy basketball is all about. And, you know, you need your biggest players. You need your superstars to step up in the big games. And we saw it with uh, going into the playing game. We saw it with Trey Young. Trey Young was just on fire, unbelievable, couldn't miss there uh, for a stretch at the end of the third, beginning of the fourth. And unfortunately, our all-star Darius Garland was not matching him. So even though we got out to a lead and we held a lead for a while, you know, the NBA is all about superstars. And if you don't have one, you're probably going to be chasing one. So Kind of what I've been saying all year long, you know, whenever the Cavs came up against a uh, a superstar, be it Embiid or Giannis or, uh, you know, Jimmy Butler even, um, those guys just kind of take over the games and, and it's hard to beat them. So our guys know what they need to do in the offseason. They all need to take another step. I don't know if it's going to be Garland. I don't know if it's going to be Mobley. Who's going to be that leader that, uh, that we can turn to, you know, when we are having a tough go of it like we did at the end of the third and you know those scoring droughts we need to you need a superstar that you can turn to to pull you out of it and we just didn't have it and that's kind of where we lost track of the game yeah and you know this year i think we got so hyped up because about halfway through the season they were in like third place in the east and it was just like yeah. what's going on with this team like this was not supposed to happen like we were supposed to just be around 500 and we're way above 500 now what are we doing and I think everybody got their hopes up at that point in time. And you know, something that kind of happens being a fan, right? I like you get so excited because your team's doing more than what they're expected to do. Like we were expecting a playing game, but at that point in time, you're halfway through the season and they're in third place in the East. You're going, wow, we might get a two seed. We might get a three seed. Holy cow. And then, you know, something, the injuries, everything else just decimated this team. The lack of defense there at the end of the year, I think they ran out of juice, ran out of legs. And like you said, that game against Atlanta, yeah, you know it's Trey Young. I get it, it's Trey Young. You had your first chance against Brooklyn. You almost had it. Then you go to your second chance against Atlanta, and you know the only person that can actually put a knife in you is Trey Young, and you could not stop him. And that's all you had to do was just stop him because he, you knew he was going to try to take over and start throwing up stuff. <laughs> And at that point in time, when you're leading all three quarters and you lose it in the fourth quarter, that point in time, I don't think that's an offensive thing. I think that's just a, a learning, young learning experience for these guys that when you get in the fourth quarter, you're in the lead, you got to shut it down. You got to play defense at that point in time. This is playoff basketball. This isn't a normal game on Tuesday at six o'clock on Bally Sports Network. This is the playoffs. So. That little bit of taste of the two playing games, I think, is going to help them. And like you said, we got to figure out who's going to step up. <laughs> but also, we got to look who's coming back. I mean, we still got Colin Sexton. I guess uh, uh, who's the guy from Indiana that we brought over? Uh, why am I? Uh, Levert. 
Lavert. Lavert. You know, he, yeah. he says he wants to stay here. We got young talent all around with Allen Mobley. A couple of the other younger guys even stepped up. Okoro, even though offensive wise, he really needs to work on his offense. He has to. But defensive wise, he played a great defensive game. But at that point in time, you got to shut down somebody. And they just didn't have, and it was nice to see Allen come back for that last game. Granted, he was kind of hindered because his hand, I, I saw one dunk fry, and I thought he was just going to throw it down with both hands. And then he realized what he was about to do. And he did one of these, like, nope, nope. All right, one-handed. <laughs> like he, he wanted to just slam it home. But, you know, that kind of game, they have to step up and actually, you know, win a game like that. And, you know, something I think this year was a great learning experience for these guys. And I think nothing but the stars next year for them. I, I think Garland, Mobley, Allen are going to be your quarter pieces for this team. And hopefully Sexton gets back healthy and can be a fourth guy helping you out, especially a guy that can score. We know Sexton can score. Yeah, it would have been nice having him, you know, when Garland went a little cold there. Um, and you need another scorer that you can turn to. Mobley, I mean, Mobley's just so green. It's hard to really ask a rookie to kind of carry your team. But Colin Sexton can do it. And regardless of what you think of his long-term future with the Cavs, he provides you another pop on offense. And that's something maybe at this point, this team is lacking a little bit other than Darius Garland. So uh, I, I'm excited to see him next year. Let's let's say assuming that they run it back, they get Sexton back, what are your expectations for next year? I mean, they got to be in the playoffs, and especially after this learning year. I mean, they're going to get another, what, top 15 pick. I think they still reserve their, like, pick, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So they, they have a chance. Pick. Yeah, they have a chance. Of, I think the worst they can get is 13, but they got like a point zero zero one two seven chance of getting the one. But, you know, at that point in time, they're going to add another body in there, young, another young body. And, you know, some of the vert came over right before the trade deadline ended. Never really gelled, never really got his footing with his team because I think he was still trying to do the feeling out process of everybody. But if you get all these guys, and I guess the locker room, you know, of, all these guys together in the locker room is they're saying it's like a really a contagious group to be around because they're just wanting to have fun. They're wanting to let loose. They're wanting to play. There's nobody down. There's no bowls of soup being thrown at assistant coaches. There's no, you know, other drama <laughs> off the court, you know, like especially people that, you know, get busted out by Boston and, you know, starts crying because, you know, he's cryree. Um, but, you know, I, I think this team next year, could be a solid four seed. I really do. Uh, you know, four or five seed, I can see them right there. They are a playoff team next year. They've had the experience. Other people are going to take a step back. You also got, you know, free agency in the draft and everything else. But I really do think that this Cavs team can be a contender in the East. And I think they can actually, I mean, I'm not going to say championship game, but I mean, I I know they can be a team that can make noise and scare somebody, you know, get them to, you know, a game seven game or right close to one. I, what do you think? Yeah, my expectations are um, top six seed, uh, I guess. You know, you're still probably going to have the powerhouses in the East with uh, with 
the Sixers and the Bucks and the Celtics will always be pretty solid. Um, same with the Heat. So it's going to be hard to get above them without like a major injury to one of their guys. But yeah, so six six seed and above is my expectations. I would consider it a failure if we don't at least make the playoffs. We have to take a step forward. It's not good enough at this point to just make the play-in tournament because, you know, taking a step back and not reaching the playoffs next year, that could be detrimental to a young team's confidence. So yeah. I think you at least have to reach a seven-game series next year to consider it a success. But, you know, I, I want a little bit more. I'm hoping for top six. Yeah, my my biggest goal for this Cavs team next year is I want to take Evan Mobley underneath my wing, Bri. I want to take him to all the best food joints here in Cleveland, and we got to put some meat <laughs> on those bones. We got to put some meat on those bones. Not too much. No, no, no. I don't want to be tractor trailer. No, no, no. But just enough. <laughs> like Shaq in his prime days where it was – He was big. Shaq, yeah. he big. All right. But at least he can shoot a free throw. Hey, if he hangs out with us, I want to put it past. He can turn into Diesel real quick. Yeah, he can gain twenty five pounds in like a matter of a week. Um, Go to Mooya. <laughs> yeah, definitely. All right, so Brian, if we were going to grade this past season for the Cavs, all right, what what would you grade it? Like, you know, A to F. How would you grade this past Cavs season? I'd say it's B minus, borderline B. Um, because we saw the ceiling of this team and, uh, and they didn't let us down the injuries kind of, you know, they happened at a bad time. So if it weren't for the injuries and maybe if we can find a way to beat Atlanta, I might bump us up to a B or B plus, but, uh, the fact that you showed your potential, we saw what you can be, uh, but you just really didn't reach your ultimate goal. I give it a B minus. All right. I'm actually with you on that. I'm going to go B minus also. Uh, injuries kind of really killed this team. Uh, it sucks that that happened that way. But the what they did right at the beginning of the year when Rubio, when they were just on fire. Nobody could stop them. I think a lot of people took them lightly, thinking, "Well, we're just going to run over the Cavs," you know, like they did with Detroit. You know how people think mm-hmm. that they can just roll the ball down the court and win. Well, the Cavs showed up and actually played against them, and they're like, "Okay, well, guess what? We can't roll down." the ball down the court anymore with this team. So uh, I'm going to go B minus. If they would have actually got into a seven game series, like it would have been a B plus all day, but since they didn't lock it down, you know, I got to give it a B minus Kev's in here. Kev, you know, we're talking about the Cavs. Kev said, hi. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Thank you, Kev. Filling in for me last week. uh, Won't you chime in how you, uh, Give us a grade that you give the uh, Cavs if you're still watching. I know he's still, hey, wedding's three weeks away, like 19 days. Wow. I think 19 or 18, one of the two. So, also, oh, I got to throw it out there to you guys. Uh, Next weekend, I believe it is. Yeah. I got to check. Yep. I remember. Next weekend is the Top Dog Tailgate at Berea. Uh, Bri, we all have tickets, okay? We have some extra tickets, okay? Okay. So is the wife coming for you? Haven't thrown it out there to her yet. I will, though. I'm not sure. Are you, are you coming for sure? 
Yep. I mean, I got to double check with her to make sure I don't have anything that I'm forgetting about, but I'm planning on it. Really? Uh, I, I'm in the same boat as Bry. Oh, my Lord. I know. <laughs> hey, can't give the final seal of approval. <laughs> you know what the great thing is? Is nobody can see his face right now when I ask this question. So I can giggle a little bit. How's our next live show going? It's going. Is it going? Well. Is it going? It's going very well. Where are we getting it at? Who have you been in contact with? It's going very well. Yeah, okay. That's what I thought. <laughs> All right, so we're going very I, well in our I next live show. What's that? I trust Vinny. I trust Vinny too. I was just I was just see how it was going. What are you doing over there? Uh I got a time sensitive uh message oh, that boy. came up about the weather. There we go. What do we got? I don't know. I discarded it. Oh, okay. Let's see what well, it's Jose's say. here. He misses you, Bri. So I have to get married. Is he back to work? <laughs> he is back to work. Oh, tornado, apparently. Yeah, he uh, he's back to work. The doctor gave him some uh, magical pills. Let's put it this way. Are we? Oh, we are in the background of their wedding planning, Bri. We are special. Oh, wow. Look at that. Look at that right? We're going to set up our own table. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I can't wait for it. I can't wait for the little Can we do a, a live stream from the yeah. wedding? Why not? Why not? That, that awesome. could be our next live show, huh? Be like, oh, well, look at that. Here she comes down the aisle. Look at her looking good. Just struggling down there. We'll, there it is. We'll just find out where the reception is and we'll park ourselves outside. We'll <laughs> <laughs> be like me at Disney World again. Hey, what do you think about the food at a wedding? Yeah. You like it? How is the chicken? Did it taste like fish? No? All right. <laughs> It'll be, be like wedding crashers, Bob Canoose. <laughs> I'm actually invited to the wedding. I'm going to the wedding. My mom's coming in. <laughs> Looks like I'm cra- me and Vinny are crashing ourselves in. By the way, I got RSVP and I can give you the address. All right. So, <laughs> Kev, I'm sorry. What? The boys are coming to crash it. <laughs> so, hey, so going back to the live show. Earmuffs. <laughs> Yes, so we have extra tickets. So we have three for just us, all right? And I got five extra tickets, okay? So if your wife wants to come, she is more welcome. She has a ticket. If your wife wants to come, she is more welcome. She has a ticket. And also, depending on what happens, we might be giving tickets away next Tuesday. So please stay tuned to at... Ham Illegal on Twitter and our Legal Ham the Face Facebook page because I might have a couple of tickets I might give away That's to awesome. come hang out with us. So, okay. on that note, uh, 14th, we have a parking spot. We're going to have a blast. Brian, we got to run it back cornhole style. Sure. You know, we got, we're, I'm bringing bags with me. I'm bringing our own bags. We're going to be those guys. <laughs> I probably haven't played since uh, since the last time we did it. No, that's probably a lie. I probably played at a tailgate or two. Perfect. You're well rested. It's been a while. You're good. You're well rested. That's all I need you. Well <laughs> rested. Just right there, Bri. You just need to be smooth. So as far as local bars go, did we ever look into, remember I stumbled upon Fat Boys Country Club? Yes. I have Do you remember that? Vinny has it written down. I do have it. Uh, we down. need to like 
I mean, even if we don't do a live show there, we gotta at least go check that out. Um, it's a biker bar. <laughs> oh, is it really? Yeah, it's a Harley well, Davidson Fat Boy bar, biker bar. I looked it up. Okay. I'm like, well, we could probably do a show there. <laughs> we, we just need. I mean, we need to buy some uh, some cheap scooters or something and roll up there, right? Oh my God! If we buy scooters and roll up there, we're probably gonna get our ass kicked, right? <laughs> right? Can you see like, the three of each on a Vespa, right, pulling up? I don't think so. I, <laughs> I think of a. They turn. I think over. of Dumb and Dumber. You get twenty miles <laughs> a gallon on this hog. <laughs> who am I riding on the back with? <laughs> As if it's Brian. Bike can handle you and I. I was gonna say that scooter. Many all day. <laughs> all right let's get out of the cabs just go man just go <laughs> just go <laughs> okay. all right let's let's get into the uh oh wow see this is why i don't like being in charge Vinny should be in charge <laughs> right in between here before you get started yeah. with this um i don't know why i feel like i have to point this out um right now there's a tornado watch that's in effect in case if nobody else knows uh for who until when yeah it started well today may 3rd at 6 23 p.m and ends at 9 p.m tonight and let's see uh the counties are north central ohio erie county lorraine county uh cuyahoga county geauga county and sandusky so how do you always miss this weather bry how it It'll be say fine. Cities of Avon Lake, Bainbridge, Bellevue, Burton, Chardon, Chesterland, Cleveland, Clyde, Elyria, Fremont, Huron, Lorraine, Middlefield, North Ridgeville, Sandusky, and South Russell. So that will be in, in effect until 9 p.m. tonight. That was that uh, weather message that I got. I you know, like, the, huh, you know what the great thing is? Is if uh, we lose power, you only see Bry. Shit went down here. <laughs> Uh, we're in the attic Vinny and I are downstairs huddled up in the corner (laughs) if you're you're in trouble and you don't know what to do turn into channel 19 uh, and watch Samantha Roberts she'll do you right that's right right. she'll be right on top All right, and uh, Justin Masters said he would give his entire bonus away to see us on a scooter together (laughs) (laughs) I promise you won't I promise you you will change that I love this show. This money this terribly show, spent. We can laugh about this. This oh. is what I love about it. All right, Brian, let's get into the uh, Browns draft recap. All right. Now, Brian, what you, you didn't even, I don't even think I talked to you since our uh, draft show for the dogs table. I was I watched a little bit. Three hours. I thought, I thought it was a long time because I checked in and then I checked in again and it was probably almost two hours. I'm like, man. How long are so, they going for? So first off, the whole draft recap. I mean, there was a blockbuster trades out of the first round. I mean, AJ Brown, Marquise Brown, moving different teams. You had teams trading in and out of spots. It was unreal. But then you get to the Browns at forty four, and they traded with the Houston Texans again, and then yep. traded all the way back into the third round. Brian, at that point in time, I about lost my shit because <laughs> I just sit there going. <laughs> I got another hour to talk now before we got to do another pick. Wow. But at pick 68, they took a quarterback, a 6-2 quarterback from uh, Mississippi State, MJ Emerson. All right. And he does go by MJ. 
All right. Oh, so, is that right? Yes. So MJ was drafted at 6'2". He is a, I guess he is a good standout outside quarter, but I don't know how well he's going to do it in a slot, but the Browns must like him a lot to draft him very first, especially with a lot of people still left on the board. Uh, I mean, we gave up a wide receivers that we, we got some other wide receivers later. Alexander's up here lifting weights to show Vinny. Um, there you but, go. You know, at 68, we got MJ Emerson. All right. At 78, we got Alex Wright, linebacker from UAB, which is technically an edge. All right. Mm-hmm. And then at 99, we got David Bell, wide receiver, Purdue. All right. Now, I really like Bell's pick because that kid can catch a ball. Like, he, he is just like a vacuum when it comes to it. And a lot of people are comparing him to Jarvis Landry, which we need a Jarvis. So how do you feel about the first three picks that went off the board for the Browns? The bell pick was nice. Um, I think a lot of us, I mean, the draft nerds probably assumed that he was going to be gone by the 99th pick and he was still there. So that was a nice pick. I think a lot of teams were scared off by his, uh, his bad 40 time. I think he was like second worst at the combine. So it's hard to get excited about that. Was it a four seven? It was a four seven. Yeah, what it was. And you know what the funny thing is? Yeah. Who else ran a four seven? Jerry Rice. Yeah. Well, yeah. Because so, I mean, we started, we started seeing uh, the Jarvis forty time when uh, when Jordan Davis ran his blistering four seven at, at three hundred and forty pounds, and saying, "Well, he ran this faster than Jarvis Landry," and we're like, "Really?" So, I mean, it, it goes to show you it's not all about 40 time. Jarvis is one of the top 20 receivers in the league, maybe top 10 even for, for several years and maybe some Pro Bowls. So, yeah, you get excited about the David Bell pick. Um, it's hard to get super excited about it because it's a third-round guy. And, you know, we had a chance at, at Pickens from Georgia, and we passed on him. Maybe the Browns just didn't like him as much. It just it stings a little bit more that the Steelers got him. So if he does turn into something, we're always going to look back into that second round pick. And be like, man, what were the Browns thinking? Um. So I mean, the Bell pick stands out. These other guys. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know a ton about them. Um, Emerson. When they made the pick, it was kind of head scratching. And then they traded uh, uh, traded Troy the- Hill a day later. Yeah, to let you know, when that pick came in, because everybody was expecting a defensive tackle, defensive end, or wide receiver with that pick. Sure. When that pick came right. in, Bry, I went straight fatty on him. I threw down my headset, threw down my microphone, and said, <laughs> I'm out. I can't watch anymore. And I went straight to the bar. <laughs> I mean, I didn't know because it, it was out of left field. Like, it was seriously out of left field. Like, I didn't. there was no talk of this guy being drafted at all. To yeah. the Browns. Yeah. Now, Alex um, Wright is a project, though. Alex Wright is a project because I guess he is just new to being a defensive end. So he's got speed. He's got size. Um, he actually went from like 210 up to like 260 or something like that because he used to be a basketball mm-hmm. player and some other stuff. So there's some, a lot of good things coming out of this draft. And this is where they wanted to be, especially when, uh, uh, Oh my lord, Andrew Barry 
said the sweet spot of this draft was late second and third round. So he got in there pretty good. Yeah. Um, and I guess I had a couple thoughts when they traded back from, from 44 into the third round. They're just, I mean, my initial thought was they're just trying to recoup some of the draft picks that they lost in the Deshaun Watson deal. And, uh, you know, you just need more players. And let's not forget one thing that was brought to my attention yesterday. Um, I forget which reporter was talking about it. This was kind of like a beefed up draft because of the COVID year, because all these guys were given one extra year to play college football. So, you know, rather than just having, you know, maybe 300 or 350 uh, guys that are eligible and worthy of being drafted, you have maybe four or 500 guys because yeah. of the extra year that they got to develop and they got to play. So, so Andrew Barry, I'm sure put in, put in the work and, and did the time and, you know, really realized that these guys you can get in the third and fourth round, they're really like second round picks. So time will tell whether that's true or not, but, um, but I mean, Andrew Barry hasn't had a great track record with mid-round picks. Um, you know, I thought of his third-round picks in the past being Jacob Phillips, Jordan Elliott, and uh, and Schwartz last year. So none oh, of those guys have really contributed huge for the Browns. No, but they've they've been a depth on the back end. I mean, especially they've with been Jordan. depth. Yeah, but I mean, that's all you're getting for depth, right? Yeah, he's yeah, depth. Yeah, but it would be nice to get a starter out of the third round. I mean, the third round is still a top 100 pick. Hey, here you go. You want to get to the next three? Because we drafted yeah. we drafted nine. You ready for the next three? Mm-hmm. Here we go. The dog mentality. Perry Winfrey from OU. You got Katie <laughs> York, kicker, LSU. And you got Jerome Ford, running back. Cincinnati. All right. So mm-hmm. these next three picks, Brian, the one that actually stands out to me the most is not even Cade York. Jerome Ford. They drafted a running back right where they did. Kid is a solid talent at Cincinnati. Played his ass off there. Can run block, can actually pass block, can catch it out of the backfield, and was a recruit to Alabama before he went to Cincinnati. Right. Did he go to Alabama? I think he did. They transferred to Cincinnati. I think. I think he did also. Yeah. I'm shooting from the hip here. From our best. No, I'm right. Shoot from the hip. So, (laughs) uh, but to add another running back to this room now. So now you have Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, Demetri Felton, Dearness Johnson, and Jerome Ford. You got five of them now. And that's mm-hmm. going to be a it's going to be a thing to watch here coming up. But also, right, we got our kicker, we got our boy from LSU smoking cigars with Joey B, kicking fifty yard field goals. What do you think about it? What do you think about these next three picks that we got? We got a defensive yeah. pack, Kate York and Jerome Ford. I think the fourth round between uh, between Winfrey and York, I think that's uh, those are going to steal the headlines as Browns fans right now, anyways, because we we don't know a ton about these guys. But let's start with Ford. Um, what, what were your thoughts when they drafted a running back? Because I was thinking like 
is this a replacement for Dearness Johnston, or is this a replacement for Kareem Hunt? Well, we will see what happens because this is the last year of Kareem Hunt's contract. And you know something? Is it really? Yes, it is. I don't know what it's about to happen. I mean, a Kareem Hunt, I think it's only like $5 million on the cap this year. Um, he is 27. Um, but with this kid, Brian, you watch him as well as I did since he, the kid can run. And he is not afraid of being hit. He's almost like a Nick Chubb 2.0. Like, he is just a downhill runner. He's not that shifty, but when he hits the hole, he's carrying people for at least another three yards. And he did it for mm-hmm. Cincinnati, a team, and especially Cincinnati. Look how well their program turned around. They have more draft picks than a lot of people on the West Coast, Bri. Like, than Ohio had, State? Than Michigan? I know. Like, what is going yeah. on? So right. That was crazy. So, but I, I mean, I really like the pick, and I think what they're doing with him is either it's going to be, I mean, Deernus, they haven't signed Deernus yet. So that might be, it might be a camp thing where they bring them all to camp and see what happens and see who can beat out who. And if they I need to, maybe, maybe at the trade deadline, dangle that Kareem Hunt out there at the trade deadline for a contender or something of that nature for a few picks. Because I mean we're we're behind on picks. I mean, we gave up a butler sure. for Deshaun Watson. I mean, what do you think? Yeah, my my first initial thought when I saw they drafted a running back, especially one that we hope is gonna be pretty good. Um, I think I think Kareem Hunt is safe. I think I think Hunt wants to be here and they give him decent money. You know, him being a hometown kid and wanting to see the Browns turn around and be championship contenders i think he's going to want to be here so i'm not too worried about him um i think it's a dearness johnson replacement because i think they've they've tendered or they've tendered him is it a second or a third round pick or something so i think they know other teams are interested in in johnson and i think maybe they just assume that's going to grow and grow each year that he's here so rather than try to pony up too much money for your third uh, string running back. I think they hope they can groom this guy and develop him to where, you know, if Hunt and Chubb are out for a game or two, you know, hopefully he can step in and and take over. And, you know, he's in a great situation with our scheme and with our offensive line. So see hole, hit hole. Hopefully he can do that. But, um, yeah, that, that was my thought when I saw we took a running back. Not necessarily a need, but at the same time, it was our, our sixth pick in a fifth rounder so i like it i mean it's hard to get too excited about any of these guys until you see them on the field though all right and what do you think about Cade york being drafted in the fourth round they took the best supposedly the best kicker in the draft and they got him and the fourth round they, they spent a fourth round pick on him then they waived everybody else so yeah <laughs> is gone and so his bullet is gone so yeah. I mean, how do you – do you like this kid? Have you seen this kid kick before? What do you think? I I haven't seen a ton of him. I mean, we've seen – as soon as they drafted him, you saw his game-winning kick against Florida in the fog, 57-yarder, the toughest place to play in college football. So you like that. You like that he's got ice water in his veins. But kind of what uh, what really got me excited about him 
And the Browns were ultra aggressive. I mean, the Browns, they're, they're thinking like the fans have thought, it seems like, for years. Like, all right, a, a kicker is kind of like a closer in baseball. You get your team ready. You get your team built up around you, and the final piece you need is that kicker. And we saw it with, uh, with the Bengals this past year with McPherson. And there's no doubt we had to step up our kicking game. But, yeah, the thing that kind of got me excited about it was I was watching the NFL Network when they made the pick. And Daniel Jeremiah, who's their lead scout, they're kind of Mel Kuyper, he said Cade York was the only kicker that he has ever ranked in his top 150, and he's been doing it for the last 10 years. So according to him, a guy who knows a lot more than I do, he's the best kicker in the last 10 years is what I understand from that. So, I mean, you know, we've seen guys like Aguayo for – I think Tampa Bay, he came from Florida State. He kind of flopped. Um, and guys drafted high that didn't really pan out. But, um, yeah, it shows me that Andrew Barry understands the situation. And he knows this team is ready to win now. This team is ready to play in big games. And we need a kicker to kind of solidify our destiny at the end of games. And so you got to draft him in the fourth round. You got to draft him in the fourth round. I, I, I don't have a problem with it at all. All right, so before we get to the last three, because we definitely have to get to Fat Boy Tuesday because we missed Fat Boy Tuesday last week because you were here. <laughs> One but, Fat Boy down and you missed Fat Boy Tuesday? Well, we got it. We we got into the the Guardians and everything else, and we I'll even Good. fill you in on the top three from last week. But like we got into sure. the Guardians, we got into a lot of stuff last week with Kev while he was here, and it just kind of snowballed out of control and it was like, all right, well, we're an hour in and we're almost an hour in now. And I was like, well, we're not doing Fatboy Tuesday until Brian comes back. So uh, <laughs> did you actually see the press conference for Perion Winfrey? I heard, I listened to it. On, I heard it on the radio, you know, the playbacks, but I didn't actually see it. Holy bejesus is this kid I, like going a hundred miles, no matter what happens. Wow. <laughs> Like I've yeah. heard all the backs I've seen him and he just, and they even said in practice, he's like that. He is just, and you know, people always say, you know, wait, like Joe Thomas said, you know, yeah, it's, it's nice. It's cool. But wait till you get about half the way into an NFL game and you're beat up and see if he can actually keep up that edge. But man, that mm-hmm. kid looks like he can run through a concrete wall. If you wanted <laughs> him to, I, I'm just, I'm excited about his energy more than anything else. Yeah. The, the definition of a high motor guy, it seemed like to me, um, he, he sounded like a pro wrestler. Um, and, and he was one of the guys whose name I actually uh, recognized. And certainly defensive tackle is a big need for the Browns right now. So they might be expecting a lot from him, but for, him, well, for us to get him in the fourth round, that was huge. I think he was, was he the, the MVP of the senior bowl? Yes, he was. His defensive I mean, tackle, I, that's impressive. I want you to think about this, Bry. David Bell was supposed to go late second, early third. We got him where we did. Hurry on, Winfrey was actually billed to us at 44. Yeah. At 44, we got him at 108. Mm-hmm. Cade York, you said 150. We got him at 124. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot of smart stuff going on here. Like it, it confused me. And by the way, Kevin said he's a former soccer player, so he's pretty good, I guess. 
Uh, uh, Winfrey. No, not Winfrey. The Cade York. Oh, Cade York. Yeah, yeah. He actually, I mean, he, he actually gave up soccer so that he could kick field goals. I thought I heard some some statistic, and maybe this was for one of his kicks, for maybe his kicks like in practice or something. They said he can kick it. He can make a seventy-one yarder. Now actually, that's with nobody in front of him, but. He said that on the uh, RBS because they asked him how far he could actually kick it. And he said with the wind helping, he could actually kick a 73-yard field goal. Oh, I could kick it a 100-yard field goal with the wind helping if there's a hurricane. <laughs> yeah, it's a hurricane, but he, he was actually – it was at practice, and he kicked a 73-yarder. I mean, that's still impressive as shit, though. And for and that's his, impressive. Yeah. his days at LSU, I guess he was like 15 of 19 from 50 yards. I mean, that's, how crazy that's what I care that? about. Yeah, that's All great. Right, so yeah, let's get it quickly into the last three. We got Michael Woods, the second wide receiver from Oklahoma. Yeah, Isaiah Thomas, defensive end, Oklahoma, and mm-hmm. Dawson. Is it Deacon? Deaton. 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 With a D. Deaton, uh, center from Texas Tech. Now these are guys are going to be filling guys. Um, they took a flyer on Michael Woods. He was supposed to be a star wide receiver at Arkansas, but Traylon Burks was there. And then he transferred to Oklahoma thinking that he would be the number one guy. Never really sure. got a shake. Plus, with Spencer Rattler and Caleb Williams throwing him the ball, I heard that this afternoon. And mm-hmm. Isaiah Thomas from Oklahoma, I guess this kid is just a speed rusher, but he needs to develop. And he needs to develop. And who else to teach him than Flash Garrett? So, last yeah. three, what do you. Quickly, what do you got for the last three? How do you like these picks? Yeah, to me, you're just you're throwing something against the wall and hoping it sticks. You're drafting positions where you're maybe not as strong as others. You know, we, we need a defensive end. We need a wide receiver. Our center, we still don't know what we're going to get with Nick Harris. So if one of these guys can flash, you know, you chalk it up as kind of like a lottery pick. So just hoping one of them can pop and can make your team and, and make a difference. But, you know, you're not going to draft another running back in that position or a quarterback. You're going to draft somebody that maybe can fill in in some of these starting positions where you're a little bit weaker. So, so far for this draft, Bry, we have one, two defensive ends, two wide receivers, a defensive tackle, a quarterback, a kicker, and a center. You can't do – I mean, those are all needs right there. They really are. They're mm-hmm. taking flyers from people, which is awesome. So I, I'm actually – what do you grade this draft? Because I graded it a B plus For what they did to trade back, get some extra picks, and who they picked with those extra picks, I gave them a B plus. What did you give them? I, I'd give them probably a C plus. Um, I just – would have been nice to get somebody at 44 because you are a team that – want to win now and, and to me it kind of shows that they're looking for cheap help kind of um hopefully a lot of these guys can make the team and you're not going to have to pay them a whole lot and they can contribute in special teams and and fill in in other positions but maybe you know Kate Dork obviously maybe Winfrey uh could be a starter but other than that I don't see many starters on the list I think you're just you're drafting for depth and hoping that uh, 
that one of these guys exceeds your expectations. The first two Bell, picks, I, I, I don't Bell, know much about. I think yeah, Bell, Bell out of the gate. Bell can give you that that reliable receiver because we have speed guys. We don't need a speed guy. We got Jakeem Grant. He can be like a gadget guy. He's one of the fastest dudes in the league. We got Schwartz. Um, DPJ is pretty athletic. So, so he. I mean, to me, he kind of. He's comparable to Higgins and what we lost. All right. You ready for Fat Boy Tuesday? Let's do it. And now it's time for Fat Boy Tuesday. All right. So Fat Boy Tuesday, I brought up subs because I actually went to Jersey Mike's a couple weeks ago. We were supposed to do it last week. And I had one of their their Kahuna subs. Kahuna. The one with the... uh, the Philly, the Kuda of Philly with the jalapeno peppers, pineapple, and stuff, which is really good. Okay. And I wanted okay. to get your guys' take on some of your favorite sub places here around Cleveland. Now, I actually put this out on Twitter. We got a couple of sub places on Twitter, but like, what are your go to places if you want to get a sandwich like that? Like, if you, you got Subway, obviously, Subway's national chain, you got Jersey Mike's, you got all these places, but is there another place that you like to go to to get some good subs? And you know something? We'll start with Vinny, who is not on camera right now because it's yeah, weird. Vinny. I um, mean, is there some some places that you like to go? Firehouse subs. Oh, I love Firehouse. They do really well. I, I enjoy theirs. Um, I'm kind of an Italian kind of guy, though, so yeah, I pretty much get the Italian everywhere I go. Now, do you get the Italian dressing on top, or do you do like a mayo? How do you how do you like your Italian dressed up? Because I know a lot of places. Just cover it like vinegar and oil or yeah. Italian dressing or I think we lost Bry. Well, it's it's kind of weird. No, I'm here. Okay. Uh, when it comes to Subway, yeah, I'll usually get like um, a squirt of uh, of all things like a spicy. Okay. Uh, the sriracha or something like that. Oh, yeah. Chipotle. And I'll do like, I know, right? But you hiccup like a. I do. All right. I know. I'm working on it. All right, all right. A little stuff. All right, little stuff. And I, I balance it out with like a squirt of uh, like ranch or something too, so okay. it kills the heat. Gotcha. The taste and flavor. <coughs> um. Yeah. Everywhere else, though, yeah, they'll just do like the regular Italian okay. uh, dressing and stuff like that on it, and I, I love it. Okay, we got uh, Justin chimed in. Pin Station. Love Penn Station. Penn Station. Yeah. Love Penn Station. If you've never had it, try it. Debellas for us, Bri. We love Debellas. I used to do Debellas out there in you go. Uh, New Hampshire all the time. Yeah, we got a couple of Debellas here in Cleveland, though. Yeah, that's awesome. All right, Bri, what about mm-hmm. you? What's your favorite sub place? Where do you like to go? I'm with you guys. Um, you know, Firehouse is great. I'm with Justin. Penn Station, always solid. Um, there's one that I've had. I've had it before, but not in Cleveland. It's off of Rock, uh, yeah, Rockside Road in Independence. It's called Pop Bellies. You ever heard of Pop Bellies? I have heard of Pop Bellies. You ever had it? I have never had it though. Yeah, I had it in Chicago, probably ten years ago, and it was very good. And it's worth going to. It's kind of like Jersey Mike's to where it's a little on the expensive side, so you're not looking to spend ten, twelve bucks on a sub. I wouldn't recommend that. But then also, you know, I'm a simple guy. I don't mind going to a gas station, going to a get-go, and 
thing I like about that, they have great subs, and you can just customize that however you want it. So I do that. I do the Italian. Oh. <laughs> Thanksgiving sub with the stuffing and everything else Limited on it? Limited time only. No, I haven't, gotten, I haven't gotten too crazy. It's either chicken or a, or a Italian sub, mostly. Which yeah. which is sub like? Huh? Am which, I reading that right? Which which is which? Which which is sub like? All right, uh-huh. I got a. Huh. Well, what about gotta... uh, I don't I don't know if they have any more around, but I used to love growing up. I used to love Blimpy. I... Oh yeah, Blimpies. Yeah, yeah. I used to mm-hmm. eat that all the time too as a kid. So we used to have, for us, we used to have a, I think it was a BG, BG or BW Grinders in Lima. And Mm -hmm. there is a, the way they do their subs is almost like pizza. So they load everything up and then they toast everything through the toaster. And then they add the cold toppings afterwards and then cut it down the middle. Kind of like Quiznos. Kind of like Quiznos. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, I love that place. Like they're Italian, especially when you get the Italian with all those meats, just like you get the grease and yep. everything dripping out of it afterwards, which is delicious. But there is one place that you guys got to check out, which is you know something for a pizza place. Pizza place. Marco's and oh. Romeo's have got some great subs. Hmm. Yes, they they really do. Yes, they never do. had Romeo's. Because Romeo subs, I always get the Godfather sub at Romeo's, and then I have them add the uh, Italian dressing on top of it. Okay. Absolutely amazing. Now, they used oh. to actually do at Romeo's before they actually took it away. They used to actually do an extra long sub. So instead of like a little eight inch, mm-hmm. it actually used to be they actually had like a foot and a half. It was almost nice. thing was huge. I used to get that for nine bucks. And it That's lasted awesome. for two days. <laughs> there's one place that i want to try uh it's on the way home from shooting pool one time charlie's herbie's herbie's okay i know charlie's is on the way home oh yeah yeah charlie's, charlie's is good place. yeah but yeah um it's a little shop right there on on snow i think it's called herbie's okay and i was like you know, I keep every time I pass by it, I'm going, man, I, I kind of want to go there, but I just never found the time to. Next week. Okay. Next week, we'll go, go to Herbie's. Yep. You know. All right. So we have one with an Italian. Brian, what's your favorite sub before we move on to our top three? Yep. The Italians go to usually Italian dressing, maybe mustard, lettuce, and maybe sometimes banana peppers. All right. Uh, my favorite, you got to go with a Dagwood. If it's there, mm. you got the turkey, the bacon, the ham. You got all the meats. Or I kind of go with, like, Bray, spicy Italian with a little capicoo, a little bit of uh, salami, a little bit of uh, uh, can't beat it. Plus, there's also, um, guys, it's, it's, uh, frag- it's Fragged Pants. Fragged Pants has got a badass sub, too, Bray. Oh, yeah. You got Fragged Pants. Yeah. And Ferrara's. Ferrara's got really good subs. Yep. And if you ever get a chance to go over there at Mayfield Heights and get that, get the meatloaf. They have a meatloaf sub. Ooh. Oh, yeah. I know that. Oh, yeah. It's delicious. All right. So let's move on. We used to love, well, 
would you consider Davis's a sub? No, Davis's is a sandwich. Okay. Ooh. I mean, what would you? Sounds like a debate: sub versus sandwich. I've well, never no. been to Davis's. I just know you like that. Oh yeah, but I mean, it's 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 not on a submarine. It's not on a roll. It's not on a. I mean, it's on bread. It's not a mm-hmm. loaf. It's the way I think of a sub is six inches or more. You know what I mean? Like it's actually coming on a fresh baked no bread, it's not, not a slice of bread. What do you mean? <laughs> I was going to go Michael Scott on you, but uh, I'll refrain. Oh, my Lord. Shut <laughs> up. See, this is why we get in food topics. Get it out of the gutter. Get it out of the gutter. That's what she said. Mr. Hero oh, is way decent, too. Yeah, Mr. Hero. Yeah, like, I don't, while, but there's, like, Mr. Hero is, a, is, a, chains. is a tweeter because I don't consider it a sub. Yeah, I kind of consider it a sandwich because it's the way they cut it. You I know what I mean? See that, yeah. Like it's an in betweener. Yeah. All right, let's get into our top three. Let me bring up our top three. So, Big Bry, last week our top three was top three most hated fan or teams. Okay. okay. Do you want to run through your top three real quick for that? The Steelers will always be number one. Um, okay. And wow. then after that, I mean, are we talking professional, college, or are we talking? Everybody. Everybody. I took I took Michigan off of mine because, you know, I'm above you. Um, oh, because, so, you know, I'm yeah. going Ohio State number two. <laughs> yeah. So I just want to let you know, I took Michigan because that's low-hanging fruit for me. So I went somewhere okay. else. Just why? You know. Why would you? So why would you even hate Michigan? You beat them what, fifteen or sixteen years or something? Or well, now fifteen or seventeen years? You should love them. Well, no, it, it's just still. Oh, there we go. Any SEC team, University of Louisville. Holy cow, that's a lot of hate there. Louisville. Uh, oh, Louisville. Well, I just and then. I, I guess my third would probably be the Ravens. Okay, because I went like, what did I go last week? I went Patriots because I was just jealous. Right. <laughs> what was the other one? Steelers weren't in your top three? Steelers weren't my top three. Really? I honestly don't remember your top three. I remember like most of my top three. I think it was like Yankees, Patriots. Because I know Yankees. Oh, the Tigers. Three. Oh, Detroit Tigers. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. I had Detroit oh, one here. Your sister. I yeah, because of my why. sister. Oh, that's See, at right. least you do that. All right. Let's get that. our top, top three this week. We are going to get into our top three favorite draft picks since 1999. All right. Mm-hmm. Now, the reason why I bring this up, because Brian and I do love to draft. We love watching the draft. And I actually watched pretty much all of the first round, even though the Browns did not have a pick. And I fell asleep at pick number 30, Brian. So you should be proud of me. I wow. made it first round. All right. So than I made it. let me go first with my top three picks. Mm-hmm. My number three is Joe Hayden, quarterback, Florida. I like that pick because they needed a quarterback because they were horrible at <laughs> quarterback. And he came in, played lights out. He gave the city. He loves the city. He still loves the city, even though he went to Pittsburgh. 
but Joe Hayden was one of them. Uh, my mm-hmm. number two, and it's going to be a twofer, the uh, draft with Baker Mayfield and Denzel Ward. Um, the reason why that one I like the most is because I actually called that pick to Bry. I called it before it even happened. I even texted him after it happened, and I felt great because I picked number one for it. Eh, not so much on the back end. You're the <laughs> reason we got Baker. That's fine. And my number one, Joe Thomas. Joe Thomas being selected, fishing with his dad on a boat somewhere in Wisconsin and not even care about the NFL draft. Just Joe Thomas is one of my favorite picks. And, you know, at first you're like, offensive tackle, what are they doing? And then you see it and you understand why they did it because guess what? You couldn't pass up on that. So, Brian, give me your top three. Yeah, I love Joe Thomas too, but. I mean, to be honest, it's hard to get excited about a tackle, even as a former offensive lineman. I mean, I thought it was solid. I thought it was the right pick. But all my top three are offensive position players. Uh, My number three is the Joe Thomas draft. But uh, at number 22, taking Brady Quinn. Because we were considering him at number three. And then he fell all the way to 22, and we moved up. I just remember just – being so excited we got a quarterback who fell to us and he was an ohio guy and he was a browns fan and and i was just i was bought in even though i didn't think he was like elite elite i thought he could be our quarterback for the future so that's my number three my number two was uh trent richardson and now, I remember leading up to that draft, just the anticipation. I thought we wouldn't get him because we were picking four at the time. We traded up one pick and got him at number three. And, yeah, yeah. I was super stoked because he was he was a freak. He was an athlete at number, number three. He was the best running back at the time. You know, to take the running back in the top five, you assume he's going to be like LT and just make Pro Bowl after Pro Bowl and – Unfortunately, that didn't work out. And uh, my number one, you could probably guess it. Uh, I'm, I've always been a fan of wide receivers. They draft a wide receiver from my school. And uh, and Braylon Edwards was uh, was the cream of the crop at the time for me. All right. Uh, we just got a tornado warning buzzing in here at the uh, the Bates household. So, um, Cuyahoga County? Not Cuyahoga County. It's over in right now. What is it Lorraine? Sandusky Lorraine? Yeah, yeah, it's coming. So, um, Eddie, do you have a top three? I, I do have a top three. Um, you know, really getting into football a little bit more towards the later years here. Um, and really watching it. Denzel Ward, I, I think Baker Mayfield was a good pick for the time because we needed a quarterback then too. So, you know, I put him at number three, I put Denzel Ward at number two. Uh, number one, hands down, I think was Chubb. Chubb is Chubb still going round. strong. Yeah. Yeah. You know, in 2018, I mean, that was just, he was an awesome pick and he's, he still performs amazingly for us. By the way, horrible bitch of Miles Garrett. Yeah. But that was a, that was like a layup. That was, I right. mean, right. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing for me. I thought about Tim Couch and I'm like, well, we knew we were going to have the number one overall pick and we could pick whoever we wanted. So, um, so it wasn't like those other guys that kind of fell to us a little bit, and I was excited to get them. 
All right, boys, let's finish out the show. Let's first go to my cousin Vinny's word of the day. Are you ready and set up for that, or are you going to give it a second? No, I'm always ready. What are you talking about? Always ready. Uh-huh. Wait for it. Oh, no. He's it's, right here. He's probably muted. He's trying to turn up the volume. No way. Right here. Polyglot. 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 Yes, a polyglot. All right. What are the definitions again, bud? Definitions again. A, to place things side by side as to contrast them. Uh, B, to disapproval or trust. C, knowing or using several languages. Or D, to come to think or judge, consider, or have an opinion of. I'm going to go first, Bri. I'm going to go with D. Okay. All right. I don't know why, but I'm feeling <laughs> that definition. Very good. I'm feeling that definition, Bri. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm opposing you, and I'm going C because he Ooh. said several languages, and I thought poly meaning multiple. Maybe there's something there. All right. He went C. Very good. And our answer is C. I hate knowing you guys. or using several languages. Well, you very know. good, Big Bry. No, no he's not a no. video. I can... <laughs> we can just go with that. <laughs> you know, I'll it, speak loudly. You know, it's been a while since I muted him. <laughs> you know, normally I give him sweet chin music, but all right, <laughs> let's let's finish it off with trivia, Bry. All right, give me the trivia one more time. But you still gonna keep me muted? Yeah. No. So I'm okay. looking for. The uh, Cleveland Browns first round picks that have had the most Pro Bowls with the Cleveland Browns. Been some guys that have left the Browns and made Pro Bowls after they left, but there's two guys that have each gotten three Pro Bowls being with the Browns. Joe Thomas got 10, so uh, so he's out of it. All right. Uh, is Miles Garrett one of them? Miles Garrett is one. There you go. All right, so Miles Garrett, and let me go with the next one. I will go with off the wall Joe Hayden. Not Joe Hayden. Joe Hayden had two. He he had one with the one with Steelers, two with the Browns. So he had two, and there's another guy who had two. You got another guess? Did, well, no, Ward's only been to the Pro Bowl. Ward's been in two also. So those are the two guys that have had two. Um, All right. So my only then, other guess would be, God, I hate to do this, Kella Winslow? Winslow had one. Winslow no. had one. Edwards, Braylon Edwards had one. Remember in that magical 2007 season. So they each okay. had one. Um, Hayden had two. Denzel Ward had two. Miles Garrett had three, and this other guy, Alex Mack, had three with the Browns. Alex Mack, I forgot about Alex Mack. He's he's oh. been, he's been to the Pro Bowl seven times, which was which oh. kind of blew my mind. But only three were with the Browns, and we couldn't even we couldn't even uh, resign him. That's awesome. All yeah. right, he wanted to get away from losing culture. I don't blame him. I mean, here here it is. But he's still in the All league, right. I think. So maybe we can bring him back. So Brian, I'm giving you a hint for next week's food topic. Next week's Fat Boy Tuesday. If anybody wants to chime in, 
we're going to go secret menu items. All right. Hey. McDonald's has them. Burger King has them. Everybody's got their secret menu hacks. And we're going to get into them next week. All right. For Fat Boy Tuesday. I can think of one of yours already. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Wendy's is involved. Next week. (laughs) Next week. Stop it. It's only one time. All right. (laughs) For Legal Hammer the Face, Bri, God bless him. God bless you. God bless America. By the way, it took us about three minutes to figure out who was going to God bless people last week. It wasn't a good God bless. (laughs) Did anybody do it? I think I did. You did, yeah. I think I did. Thank you. Vinny, tell them good night. Hey, have a great night, everybody. All right. I am that fat guy. We support our troops and our first responders. Thank you guys for everything that you do. Also, May 14th at... Oh, yeah. Here's Justin Oinkoink. Thanks, Justin. Uh, May 14th at the WG lot in Berea. The WG or WJ? I don't know. Yes. We're somewhere, Bria. Just look up Top Dog Tailgate. They've been on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, come out to the tailgate, hang out with us. At least I'll be mm-hmm. there eating a whole bunch of food and probably winning at Cornhole until the very last match. But <laughs> on that note, we are uncorked, unloaded. We're out. Thank you guys so much for watching. Polygram. <laughs>